Good morning or early afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. Um, this is an out of cycle update just to briefly talk about another way to mine cryptocurrency. This is a non-standard way to do it because it only deals with one crypto. It's not like your nice hash or unminable or pro hashing options. It's only for one specific crypto. Even though it's doing the same things as the others, they're limiting to theirs, their option. And they're using what's called layer two of Ethereum. And I want to talk in detail about why I don't recommend this one, because you're going to hear about it, I sure. There, but what I'd like to see is that some of these others use the some of the lessons from this one to enhance their own offerings. So this one's called Thorg Miner, T-H-O-R-G, and it's it's provided by the Golem Network, which is a coin at this point. The Golem coin, you can buy it almost everywhere. It, it's not on Coinbase Pro yet, but it's on uh, Gate.io and other exchanges. You can buy it. It's like 50 cents per. So it's gaining in popularity, and it's based on it has its own network driven off Polygon. And so it's easy to transact it. It's easy to transfer it. It's easy to work it. So what they did months ago is they released a mining utility to be able to mine against for these coins. And then, of course, you get paid in Golem tokens, and then as it grows, obviously, you can add it to your portfolio. This sounds like a good concept, and if you look at the interface for this, I'm very impressed for the casual or the newer investor with the interface. Second, I'm very impressed with the mining utility itself and its ability to work with low-level graphics cards. In the future, they plan to do CPU mining, but CPU mining is not nearly as powerful as graphics card mining, and so very few have put any focus to it other than RandomX. But I was impressed with just the ability of the mining software to work with lower-level cards, and then the interface itself is very intuitive. For the newer trader, it tells you straight up, here's what your card is, here's the memory we're going to look at, it gives you an estimate of performance, so it benchmarks it first, so you have a good sense of where you're at and the profit potential for doing the mining. These are things that are missing in general mining software. Most of them are using command line interfaces, and you can't tell how much money am I going to make on this thing, so you're forced to do your own calculations. If you use ProHashing, you can get a better sense of the estimate of profit potential because of the way that their interface works, but as I said on the previous update, ProHashing is an unethical company. I wouldn't recommend doing business with them. If you choose to, there's nothing wrong with their interface. It's just them as a company. So when you run into a problem, I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. Unminable doesn't have anything that lets you generate a profit quote as to how much money I can make. It's all around coins. It's all about here's how many coins you can expect to make based on the um, hash rate for your, for your card. But you may not know the hash rate for your card because you've never done it before. So you have to t kind of toss numbers at it. So you toss in a number that sounds good, and then when you turn it on, you're nowhere close to it because your card is a 1060 GTX. So unminable doesn't really help the user. It's assuming that you're at least intermediate with mining and with crypto and that kind of stuff. Also, you can't switch coins in unminable without running a different script. I called that out on the previous podcast. With Thorg, because it's only one coin, you don't have to think about any of that stuff. You're just going to turn it on. It's going to benchmark your card, hit start, and it's off and running. And then it's going to generate and then pay out whenever it wants to. They don't charge fees because they're using level two. So with level two, 
It sits over top of Ethereum. It's the Polygon network they're using, and it lets them save on the gas fees to transfer the coins to you, which lets them basically not have to charge you fees in order for this transfer to happen. I said early on that I don't recommend it over the other options at this point. I want to talk about that first. Then I'll talk about the interface because I do like the interface. The reason I don't recommend them as an option is number one, there's a couple. There's number one, you only get the one coin. And I understand that the point, but then you that means you can't mine or switch to a different coin should you want to. You're like, well, why would you want to? It's because with the Golem token, it is on the Ethereum network conceptually, meaning that when you store it, it is on the Ethereum network. I would say vast majority of the different you know, wallets, exchanges out there, when they receive Golem, it needs to be received as Ethereum. That means that when you send it, it's going to be sent through the level one network, not to the level two network, because most of the exchanges and the wallets don't support sending it through level two yet. How does that affect you? It means that when you go to cash this stuff out, I'll give you a quote I just got a few hours ago. $300 of gas fees because it's on Ethereum's network. And even though it supports Layer 2, it's not just that the coin needs to support Layer 2. Your interface has to support Layer 2, your wallet or your exchange, and they don't yet. So you're going to get ripped off in all these fees to be able to transact this thing because the coin was minted on a Layer 2 network. And so that when you set it up, it specifically wants the Ethereum address for your wallet, and it tells you not to go to the exchange because the exchange will not support the Layer 2 transit protocol necessary for them to save the fees. So when you do the Ethereum wallet, you'll happily give it to them, and then when you go to cash, you'll get nailed with expensive gas fees that don't make it worth it. Why don't it make it worth it? Because issue number two, the mining software underneath it is pretty decent. You can get roughly the same equivalent performance out of it that you would get out of ETC hash because the mining software under the hood, you're not mining the Golem coin. You're mining Ethereum and they're paying you in the Golem coin for the fiat equivalent value. So, you know, on the 1060, for example, I can get 15 MH at the most. If I overclock it, that's going to equate to roughly according to their estimates, $20 a month. Well, you can do the math that that's not really that much money and may not even be worth it because it's less than a dollar. So then you're like, is it worth spending less than getting less than a dollar when I'm going to be spending on the electricity, the increase of the card's power versus something like the Tron network, which I haven't done the update on that one. But in the Tron network, if you point your low level machine at the Tron network, you can get a dollar fifty ish, a dollar dollar fifty per day at minimum. So now you're already ten dollars higher than what the Thorg offers. The Tron network, its only downside, its only downside is that the Tron network isn't supported on any of the, you know, mainstream exchanges like a Coinbase or something. And when you send it to a wallet, it's stored as a coin. The upside of Tron, though is that it is dirt cheap, like 10 cents to send it anywhere. So let's say you get $1.50 a day out of this thing. You spend 10, six, 10 cents to send it to gate.io. In gate.io, which supports it, you can then convert it to whatever you want and then send it to the wallet or trade it straight in gate.io and all you spent was 10 cents. If you wanted to cash it out, 
then you can convert your Tron. So you spend 10 cents to send it over there. You can then convert it to USDT. So you sell it on the exchange. Then you can buy something else that's supported on your exchange of choice. Let's say your exchange of choice is Coinbase, main Coinbase. I would recommend Cardano because it's cheap or Stellar XLM, XLM, one of those two because they're dirt cheap. XLM is cheaper than Cardano, but XLM tends to get congested because people are getting up to speed with how good it is. You then buy whatever that token is. So let's say Cardano because it's pretty flexible. So you sell out your Tron, you get USD Tether. From the USD Tether, you buy Cardano. From Cardano, you then withdraw it over to your Coinbase straight over. You might get charged a dollar-ish, if that, possibly some change, to send your Cardano. It's whatever one Cardano's price happens to be, I think is the fee that they charge, but I've seen it go lower. Sometimes it's been like 10 cents. So at most, you might have spent 20 cents to a couple of bucks to cash this all out, or excuse me, yeah, 20 cents to a couple of, to like a dollar to cash this all out. Compared to the alternative, which is you only mine Golem, you get less than a dollar. It's like 50 to 60 cents ish per day. And then you're dealing with a token that's stuck on Ethereum. So you can't cash it out anyway, which I don't, I personally don't think is a smart thing. I, I don't agree with it. I don't think there's a value to doing it. Now, I don't recommend that outlet for mining. However, for all of the different mining tools that are out there, I do think that the interface that they offer is something that should become a standard because their interface giving you the benchmark results, telling you right up front, this is how strong your card's going to work on this thing. Now you can tweak your overclocking and see how high you can get that number. And it gives you a fiat dollar amount estimate of what you can expect in terms of profit if you were to go this route. I do think that all the different mining tools should adopt an interface like theirs to where you can understand what you're getting into and really crunch the numbers effectively, which you can't currently do on all of them. NiceHash lets you do it, but NiceHash only lets you cash out, I believe it's Bitcoin now. And then ProHashing lets you do it, but they're an unethical company where your customer support sucks. So, you, you know, and then Unminable is the best of the crew, but Unminable doesn't, they certainly don't have any sort of real you know, human support aspect to it. And you can't switch coins seamlessly. You have to run a different script and it's a little bit more of a pain to set up and manage. So they all have pros and cons, but that's why I think the interface is key to think about how do we get to standardized interfaces that make it easy for people to understand what's worth doing. Like if I look at Unminable's list of all the coins you can cash out, their list is extensive and it would be nice to have an interface that just tells me for all the different coins, what am I looking at in terms of my payout potential? I had to do trial and error to figure out that Tron was going to be the most cost-efficient way to do it. However, I could also do Binance. Binance allows me to transact and trade faster than Ethereum straight over. But if I just needed the fiat equivalent, I could do Tron, get you know $6 worth of Tron every day if I have both my machines on deck, send that to Gate.io, cash out the USDT, and then do what I needed to do, send it to Coinbase. So... It would be nice if they had an interface that lets me do that number crunching without having to do it in my head is all I'm saying. So I love their interface, Thorg, but I, I just think that the limit to go, the golem, the being stuck on the Ethereum, I just don't think it's the right answer. I understand they're dealing with what they're dealing with, but it, it caused me to think maybe there's a better way that they could have surfaced this to where 
we're not having to deal with that, and that is to figure out, is there another coin that could be created that could be used to pay people? Then you have a, a tool that you offer that lets you convert to Golem if you want to. This allows people that may want it so like a staking kind of thing. So this allows people to get the Golem without having to get paid in the Golem and then deal with the Ethereum on the back end. What's the benefit of this? That allows you to at least hold Golem so that if it does skyrocket, you can generate some profit off of it. But at that point, you have this other token that's accumulating and hopefully you'll be able to accumulate enough to offset the gas fees that Ethereum is applying against you. Especially if that other token is something that's on the Polygon network, for example. Or maybe you use you know, Cardano or, or uh, excuse me, Algorand or a different network to power just the communication to get tokens from A to B or be able to cash them out. So Thorg Miner is out there. If you want to look into it, it's out there and available. Anybody can download it. Anybody can run it. You do need to have a decently run, you know, robust card. I wouldn't say it needs to be top of the line. I don't know if it supports Intel cards because I don't use mine. So you're going to want to do your own research. I suspect it's going to want an AMD or NVIDIA card, but I don't think it needs to be anything top tier. And, you know, feel free to kick the tires. I just think that, frankly, if you're if you're looking at doing it, I'm still going to recommend Unminable in the short term because Unminable gives you more control over your destiny by choosing what tokens that you want. And then if you really don't care at all about being mistreated as a customer, pro hashing is perfectly fine. If Bitcoin is directly what you want, then I might steer you towards nice hash. And at some point I'll cover nice hash in more detail. I don't use it heavily because I'm not really interested in Bitcoin. And you're like, well, how, you're nuts, man. Things got rocking to do, do, do. Here's the problem. Mathematically speaking, and I'll wrap it up. Mathematically speaking, with Bitcoin, I believe there's no viable reason to get into Bitcoin if you're not able to invest at least $20,000 to it. In order, because mining in general, Bitcoin is too expensive for your regular people. So there's what's called ASICs. They're devices that are designed to mine Bitcoin internationally. They're all over the place, some in the U.S. And so you're not ever mining Bitcoin directly. You're mining the fiat equivalent, like I said, through these tools. Well, if you're at a point where you're only able to make $6 a day, you can do the straight over math to figure out how long it's going to take you to make enough Bitcoin to where it's worth it. Because even at $6 a day, you're still only talking $180 a month. Let's say you made $200 a month. That's a lot of months to sit and wait for that benefit. And then by that time, Bitcoin would have already skyrocketed to where that value you just got was negated. I don't think it's worth it when you could right now mine whatever other coin makes sense for you, send it and do trades on other coins that are up and coming, generate at least a little bit of profit. Let's say you get one and you're able to turn it into a $10,000 something. You're going to be able to do that much faster take that money and then toss that into Bitcoin and then let that appreciate while you do it again with another coin. Does that make sense? Like I would just say, no, take one of these altcoins that's up and coming. It's got 10 or nine zeros to it. Toss a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars at those. It drops a zero, it drops two zeros. You're at $10,000. Take 8,000 of that, toss it to Bitcoin. Repeat the process with a different altcoin. Let this one sit and marinate because it might drop another zero. So now you got this one, it's still sitting there with, say, 
$2,000 worth. It drops another zero. You're at 20,000. Take 10,000 of that, toss it to Bitcoin. So you're using the other diversity parts. You're using that portfolio to power your end goal rather than sending money to the end goal where you're not going to get any return in the short term because it's still growing out from underneath you. It's like it's running away from you. You can't catch it and you can't catch up to it and you're not going to be able to, but you can use the power of the other coins that are generating revenue short term because they have low market caps, buy in on those, let them get to enough appreciation to where you can take half or 80% of that and invest it over to Bitcoin and just keep dumping money into it. That's going to get you to a, a Bitcoin goal if that's your end goal faster. This is this is the magic of it all, right? Is how you can basically compound your portfolio using the power of what you gained in A to invest in B. A lot of retail traders don't understand that. They don't understand that that's a more logical answer than just hold, hold, hold. Hold, hold, hold might get you to something in two years or five years, but how about you just take 80% of what it is, take that and invest in other things that are also appreciating and compound it across the portfolio so that everything's growing and you're investing in something that has the strongest growth potential without coming out of pocket. When I talked about realized gains and unrealized gains, the Thorg miner is completely unrealized gains until it cashes out, but because of the fact it's Ethereum, you may never be able to realize it, especially if you don't have Ethereum gas fees to pay, and many of you probably don't. So it'll never be a realized gain. Well, why does that make sense when you could do unminable and you could send it to a coin that doesn't have the gas fees so you can realize the gain immediately? Then you can take those gains and invest them into something else where they remain unrealized gains, but they are constantly compounding to turn into something you can realize down the road. So you've got your short-term gain, and then you've got your long-term gain, Bitcoin. I think that's a stronger strategy. Thorg Miner's not going to do it for you, in my opinion, because of the gas fees that Ethereum are imposing. That's not to say not to consider it, just you need to think about that when you plan and project whether it's going to make sense. And then the last point is, if you're going to do that, and then you realize that, well, I'll just wait till I have the gas fees in my wallet because I'm going to get paid in two weeks, you also need to account for the amount of electricity you're using to run that process. And is it really generating an ROI? Because if you're spending more than 30 bucks a month on your gas bill, and probably everybody is, you're not getting an ROI. And does that make sense versus the alternative that I was talking about? So be thinking about that. If you decide to get into Thorg, Miner, I don't personally think it's worth doing it for most people. But if you're new to it and you just want to learn it and maybe even just test your machine, I don't see a harm in just doing it for that because its interface is stellar, but I would consider unmindable over it is all I'm saying.